And welcome in, folks, to the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio here on KCOU 88.1 FM online at KCOU.FM. And you are listening to KNC Sports. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing. Cole, got any words today before we start? I have no words. I'm just really excited for the show and what we have to offer today. All right, so as always, we're going to run through the the schedule for today's broadcast. We're going to start out with a little bit of uh, NBA action, and then uh, the bulk of the show today, of course, will be on March Madness, which of course starts you know this week. And then we will talk a little bit about uh, the fact that the NFL kind of exploded uh, earlier this week and earlier last week. So we'll talk about all the news around the NFL. That and more coming up on KNC Sports after the break. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that two out of three MU students reported consuming zero to four alcoholic drinks during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. As a veteran of Iraq or Afghanistan, joining IAVA.org really helps. It's a network of vets like me. Whether navigating the GI Bill or managing the transition home, we've got your back. Join our community at IAVA.org. Brought to you by Iraq, Afghanistan, Veterans of America, and the Ad Council. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry, and I'm an actor reaching out with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, which works with private landowners to protect wildlife, preserve natural habitats, and create permanent sanctuaries. To learn more, call 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. And welcome back into the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio here on KCOU 88.1 FM online at KCOU.FM. You are listening to KNC Sports. I'm Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing and Cole. Let's start the show off today by talking a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Now, let's start in the East because the East is a little bit more kind of up in the air. So right now, Toronto Raptors, first in the East, four games ahead of the Celtics. They've already secured their playoff spot. Do you think that they have that number one spot on lock, or do you think Boston can come back and take it from them? I mean, you never can out this Boston Celtics team. This team is extremely talented. You got Kyrie Irving. You got young talent with Jason Tatum. I'm going to stay with my prediction we made last week and say that Celtics do take the number one seed in the East. All right. So you think Celtics are taking number one. I'm going to stick with my prediction and say that Toronto holds on. I think Toronto is a great basketball team. I think they have more than enough potential to, uh, to keep that spot. Now let's look not at the top of the East, but at the bot, at the kind of you know the midway, the midway point, uh, seven, eight, nine spot. So right now the Milwaukee Bucks hold the seventh place spot. They've got a half game on the Miami Heat. The Heat are six and a half games up on the Detroit Pistons. Do you think the top eight we have right now 
is going to be the top eight that we see at the end of the regular season? Or do you think Detroit can creep it up in there and get themselves a playoff spot? I definitely think Miami is going to advance in the rankings. You have Dwayne Wade, who it's weird to think that Dwayne Wade's been in the year this long, but he's still got something in him. I don't know if it's playing on a Miami. He just has that like raw edge and talent, but he's got some. I think Miami's going to move up in the rankings. I'd say Detroit is a team you can never call out, especially because they made a lot of moves in the offseason. I, I say Detroit moving up and Milwaukee going down in non-playoff contention. So you think that Mil- you think that Detroit is gonna basically leapfrog leapfrog Milwaukee and go from ninth into possibly eighth, and Milwaukee is going to go down into ninth, Miami going into seventh. Yes, absolutely. All right. So this is where I'm gonna disagree with you. Because I think Milwaukee has, I think Milwaukee has a playoff spot wrapped up. They've got six. They've got a six-game lead on Detroit, right? So mathematically, how many more games are there? It was like fifteen or let something me, like that. Let me look mistaken. at Detroit's schedule, and I can tell you how many more they have left. So Detroit, Detroit has a game against. So, so just, let's just count on our fingers here. They have a game against the Nuggets. Then they have a game against the Blazers. Then the Kings. Then the Suns. Then the Rockets. Bulls, Lakers, Wizards, Knicks, Brooklyn, Sixers. So they, they actually have quite a few games left. They and have, a lot of those games are winnable. Right. So I say Detroit moves up. You think Detroit has a chance? Now let's let's just kind of look at let's just kind of look at the schedule that Milwaukee has left. Cuz I I think I I honestly think Milwaukee stays where they are. I think they've got a good enough team with Gian, with Giannis and the rest. I think that they would uh they will they will hold their spot. So they've got games against the Magic. They've got a game against the Hawks. Cavs, Clippers, Bulls, Spurs, Clippers again, Warriors. That's just to name a few. I think those are all winnable. They have a game against the Celtics. I think that they'd get beat there. I think the Spurs would beat them. I think the Cavs would beat them. But I think I think that Milwaukee has more winnable games left than Detroit does. And it's just just mathematically for that reason, I keep Milwaukee in. Miami is on an upward trend. I'm willing to keep them where they are. Plus, they st- they have a six-and-a-half game lead on Detroit. I just think that at the rate at which Miami is winning against you know the rate that Detroit needs them to lose cuz Detroit does not control their own destiny. Detroit has to have losses from Miami or Milwaukee just to get in. They can't, you know, it's not like Detroit can win out on their season and automatically get in. With Milwaukee and Miami, that's a different case. All they have to do is keep that 6-game cushion until there's only 6 games left and then it's over. Let's kind of look now at the Western Conference. The Rockets hold the top spot by two games. They've already qualified 
before the playoffs. So do you think the Rockets hold it? Or do you think Golden State recoups that two-game lo- two deficit and goes and takes first place? I think Houston holds on to it, and I'm going to tell you a few reasons why. One, James Harden, I'd say he wins MVP. Like he, It's, I think, automatic. Well, maybe not automatic, but he's got enough potential in my eyes to win the MVP. I think they have a run to make the NBA Finals. Golden State is bound with injuries. For example, Klay Thompson's being held out with an injured hand. Curry's also out. The Warriors have been on a losing streak with Durant alone. I just feel like... Houston is winning a lot of games, and Golden State is dealing with injuries right now, right at the end. And I look at I look at what you know the rest of the schedule that the Rockets have left, right? And I look at I look at you know where are the challenging games? Where where are they going to face some trouble? So uh, I think the Timberwolves in Minneapolis could give them a little bit of a struggle. Same with the Blazers in Portland, but like the rest of their season, they've got. You know, they've got the Pelicans in New Orleans and then at home. They have the Hawks at home on my birthday. They've got the Bulls at home, the Suns at home. I mean, San Antonio in San Antonio, that might be a little bit of a problem. But they have so much of the rest of their schedule at home, and they are so good at home. I can't see them I, – I can barely even see them losing another game for the rest of this regular season. Like, honestly, the only games I could see them losing would be maybe the Thunder at home, maybe the Spurs in San Antonio, and then the the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Like, those are the only games I can see them losing, you know? They have a game tomorrow night at home against the Clippers. I can't see them doing anything besides winning. Like, there's there's a strong possibility the Rockets could win out. And we they still have, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 games left. In the regular season, they have 15 games left. And I think they could win every one of them. Let's look now at kind of the middle part of the Western Conference. Uh, the Utah Jazz, the Spurs, and the Clippers are all tied for seventh. Um, right behind them, only a game behind, is the Denver Nuggets. Who do you think gets those spots? San Antonio, it is weird to think about as an NBA fan to see San Antonio struggle to make the Western Conference because the Spurs are always in title contention with Greg Popovich. But with the injury with Kawhi Leonard and who knows if he's going to come back, if at all, this season, that's definitely up for debate whether San Antonio gets a spot in the playoffs. And Denver, I think in order for Denver to win games, Nikola Jokic has to give at least a double-double or a triple-double. Otherwise, Denver loses their game. So if you don't have a Jokic uh, committing triple-doubles, then I don't see Denver making a spot in the playoffs. I I just think the Spurs are too young. With Kawhi out, the, their only real talent is LaMarcus Aldridge, right? He's their only all, all-star on the roster this season. They really don't have anybody else, right? 
I mean, you could say the same about Utah. Utah doesn't have Jack. You know, Rudy Gobert, okay, fun, you know. He's halfway decent occasionally. But, I mean, like, who else do they have, right? So this is where the toss-up comes in. Do you take a young San Antonio team with LaMarcus Aldridge, or do you take a Utah team full of nobodies, right? Because I think the Clippers are in. I think the Clippers, they might not have officially sealed it yet, but I think they've got enough talent on their roster with Patrick Beverly, with, you know, Montrezl Harrell, right? Not many people talk about him. I think he's great. They all, you know, they always have DeAndre Jordan. Austin Rivers doesn't get enough credit. Same with Lou Williams. Like, I think the Clippers already have their spot in. Maybe not necessarily wrapped up officially, but they're in. I think it's going to be Clippers and Spurs, and I think Utah and Denver miss out. Interestingly enough, uh, the Lakers are only like six or seven losses away from being out of playoff contention. The Dallas Mavericks are already out, which as a Houstonian, that makes me very, very happy. Anyway, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, more basketball, but this time college basketball. We'll be back after the break. This is Gil Scott Heron with some bad news. It's called angel dust. It's a killer white powder or a chemical mix that is sprayed or sprinkled on tobacco or marijuana cigarettes. It has come between the best of friends. Don't sell it, buy it, give it, or take it. In other words, don't mess with it. It may leave someone close to you very dead. That's no way to treat a friend. That's no way to treat yourself. It just ain't worth that. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Today's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, sassy! You will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? Over 5 million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? Help us, sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. And we're back here on KNC Sports. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing. And Cole, March Madness is pretty much already underway. We've got the first four games, you know, going on. This, you know, today there were games yesterday. Radford took a win. The St. Bonaventure Bonnies took a win over UCLA. You could call that an upset. Um, Right now... The team from my hometown of Houston, Texas, Texas Southern, is currently beating NC Central by 11 points. It's 16-27. to 27. 
I really want Texas Southern to go through just to watch them get smashed in the first round because I want my Texas teams to go through. But uh, before we do any, you know, before we even talk about, you know, who goes far, what happens, I think we just need to talk about the first round. And I think the best way to do it is I pulled up the uh, ESPN Tournament Challenge. And Cole, I think on air, let's give our listeners a treat. We're going to fill ourselves out a March Madness bracket. So let's start where all good games should start. Round of 64, game one, number one seed, Virginia, number 16 seed, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Who wins? Before we start, I just want to say I'm going to hold my hot takes to a minimum, and if I make a bold prediction, I'm going to have some facts to back it up. Thank you. So let's begin. All right. Virginia and UMBC. I'm taking Virginia. A 16th seed has never in the history of March Madness beaten a one seed, so you got to take Virginia. I don't think that'll stop now. Now, here's the first kind of point of contention. Number eight, Creighton Blue Jays, or number nine, Kansas State Wildcats. I personally have Creighton in this one. Kansas State is a team that was originally out of March Madness, but then snaked their way up. I think they're a very inconsistent team. Whereas Creighton is very physical, very aggressive. They shoot the three really well, which Kansas State struggles to defend. So I have Creighton in this game. Creighton leads in RPI and BPI. Their only really their only really bad thing that I see is they allow seventy four point two points per game, whereas K State only allows sixty seven point nine. But I still have Creighton. I think it'll be Creighton going on. Now let's go to the next one. Kentucky Wildcats or Davidson Wildcats? About the Wildcats indeed. Part of me wants to say Davidson just because one thing that really turns on uh, upsets for March Madness is experience, and we'll get to that later, but Davidson is a way more experienced team than Kentucky, but Kentucky's hot right now after being the SEC tournament against Tennessee, so I have the... Blue Nation, Kentucky. I think it'll be the Wildcats from Kentucky. Let's go to the next one. The Arizona Wildcats against the Buffalo Bulls. Arizona is, one, in my opinion, one of the most talented teams in the entire NCAA, so Arizona. I can't see anyone else advancing in this one. Here's one that uh, I've heard you have, you have some interesting thoughts. I think they might be based in the fact that you live there. But uh, we're going to see... Who do you think wins between Miami and Loyola of Chicago? Hold on, let me pull up the stats for a second. All right, so I have the Loyola of Chicago, and you would think that just because I'm from Chicago, I want Miami to lose, and you would be wrong on that because let's take a look at this. Loyola Chicago in the past 12 games is 11-1. and They are one of the hottest teams in the NCAA right now, and it's pretty enticing to pick a team that's on a hot streak right now. But they, they, they allow 62.2 points per game, and Miami's PPG is 74.2. Also, Loyola's record against top 25 teams is 0-0. Zero zero. They've, never, they've never won. Miami's got BPI rank at 35 compared to Loyola's 51. The only thing they're really close in is the fact that Miami's RPI is 27 and Loyola Chicago's RPI is 28. 
But how about this stat? Loyola Chicago is in the top 5% of defenses in the entire NCAA. And where is Miami ranked? It does not say, which is not impressive. All but right. Top 5% defense. All right. So I think I think I think you've swayed me enough. Loyola Chicago, I think is going to be the first big upset of this tourney going over Miami. Let's go on to the next one. Tennessee Volunteers or number 14 seeded Wright State? Tennessee is a very strong team that plays defense, makes you work for all your shots, so Tennessee is going to yeah, win. I can't see anything other than that happening. Now let's go to the next one. The Nevada Wolfpack or the Texas Longhorns? I picked Texas on this game, but I want to get your take since you are from that area. I think UT's got it. I don't know. It's it's very it's very tough for me to see, but UT's got a sixty eight point two opponent P, opponent PPG, which is very solid, right? While they may not have had the best record, Shaka Smart has this team in a position to be very very good. I can I could see UT taking it, and so that's why I'm taking the Longhorns in this one. What is your so and then you you thought that UT had it as well? Yes, I did. Alrighty, so let's let's move on to the next one. Cincinnati or Georgia State? I say Cincy. I don't think this is even a contest. How about you? Cincinnati is gonna go far in this tournament, in my opinion. So Cincinnati. All right, on to the next one. Uh, is Xavier or uh, either the the winner? Of North Carolina Central and Texas Southern, which uh, right now Texas Southern is up thirty-two to twenty, so probably Texas Southern. That would be interesting, but no, it's Xavier. Xavier's a very talented team, so Xavier moves to around thirty-two. Now here's the big one: the one Missouri of the- Tigers or the Florida State Seminoles. Missouri Tigers on this one, and I will repeat this. There's one man to do the job, and his name is Michael Porter Jr. That's right. He's going to want to put up a big showing whether he commits to the draft this year. I'm still holding the fact that he'll commit next year or stay one more year in college. We'll talk about that later, maybe in a future date. But he's going to want to put up a big show, and NBA scouts will be watching him just to see what he does. So I say Missouri wins. Plus, Florida State really struggles against a three-pointer, which... With a guy like Cassius Robertson, who was all first-team SEC, Missouri's going to win. I agree. Now to the next one, Ohio State or South Dakota State? I personally have South Dakota State winning this. You think the Jackrabbits are going to pull an upset on the Buckeyes? I just can't see it happening. The only thing that South Dakota State has going for them is that they've got an 84.9 point PPG. The problem with relying on that, though, is the fact that Ohio State only allows 66 points per game, right? Whereas South Dakota, on average, allows 74, and Ohio State usually scores around 75. I don't know. I just think that South Dakota State isn't going to be able to out-defend out Ohio State. you got to realize that that 84.9 point per game from South Dakota State came against a bunch of crappy cupcake schools. You know? Look at the conferences. Ohio State 
got a 66.7 opponent PPG in the Big Ten against guys like Sparty and Michigan, teams that are in this tournament as high seeds. I just can't see South Dakota State doing anything. Now, let me... That does seem like a stretch, but let me give you a reason, few reasons. Number one, Ohio State's never heard of a guy named Mike Dam, a six foot nine double double machine who averaged twenty five points and eleven rebounds a game. The Jackrabbits shoot the three extremely well, and only a few times in NCAA history has a at least one twelve seed failed to defeat a five seed. The last time it happened was twenty fifteen. So, congrats. To that one fella hitting double doubles every game against teams in the Summit League. That's such a big, uh, big old accomplishment. I just can't see him hitting double doubles against a Big Ten team. It just doesn't, it doesn't, I can't see it. I think I think I've got to go. I think I've got to go with Ohio State. I think the the bracket we're making here is going with Ohio State. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Next up, Gonzaga or the University of North Carolina, Greensville. You gotta go with Zach on this one. It's gotta the popular the choice. Always gotta go with the Zags. Now here's the first. You know, another big uh, another big upset opportunity here. University of Houston or San Diego State. I've heard a lot of people say San Diego State could take this one. And frankly, I got to agree. Even if you're from the Houston area? Even if I'm from the Houston area, whose house not going to be the Cougs' house? It's going to be the Aztecs' house. But let me explain why San Diego State has a possibility to win this game. It's because San Diego State is a very aggressive physical team, physical team that gets a lot of rebounds. Houston is undersized on the interior, so San Diego State should be able to expose the post. All righty. So San Diego State Aztecs taking it. Next up, Michigan Wolverines or the Montana Grizzlies? I got to go with Michigan. Big Ten champs, Michigan. For the same reason I take Ohio State, they're just a better basketball team. All right, now this game should spark some conversation. Providence and A&M. Now, A&M, I will admit, has a history of being absolute trash in March Madness. The amount of times they've bombed out to crummy old cupcake teams in the first round blows my mind. And Providence has two wins against two number one seeds. Right? They beat Virginia, I believe it was. They beat Villanova, they and beat, I think they took Xavier to overtime or something You're right. Like that. They beat Villanova, and I do believe they actually beat Xavier. I'm going with Providence on, on just on that merit that they've beaten big teams, and A&M likes to play like garbage in March Madness. All right, so I think we're all consensus. Providence takes the 10th over the 7th. Now let's go to the the last one on the left side of the bracket, North Carolina or Lipscomb. I you, you got to go with the Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the top of the East, Villanova or Radford. I can't see anyone Radford. besides Vill. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Villanova. You had me tripping there for a second, there, buddy. I was really concerned. I thought that you'd finally flown the coop. Anyway, I just want to see your reaction. 
right, uh, next game. Alabama and Virginia Tech. I think Alabama's got this one. This is a game that I cannot decide for the life of me. Virginia Tech is, they're both extremely good teams. Colin Setson, in my opinion, is the best freshman point guard. And he's one the, of the best point guards He's overall. the reason why I think Alabama's going to win this game. But Virginia Bama's, Tech is such but, a better team basketball But But school. Bama's got the Sexton factor. But Bama is so inconsistent. They almost didn't make March Madness. Bama's got a higher RPI. They've got a lower BPI, but they only allow 70, 70 opponent points per game. Virginia Tech allows 71.8. Against top 25 teams, Bama's 4-4, four and four, Virginia Tech 4-3. and three. In conference, that's where Virginia Tech has it. They're 10-8, and eight, while Bama's 8-10. and 10. But you have to realize Bama plays in the SEC, where, you know, the SEC has been a minefield this, this year. Almost every team in the SEC is a top-five seed team. You know? That is true, and... Now, Bama, once again, they almost did not make the tournament. The only reason they did is because of how they played in the SEC tournament. Hans Setson got hot. Yes, they did beat Auburn, which I personally did not expect to happen, but that was when Setson went 6 for 9 from three-point range and scored 30 points and almost got a triple-double. I'd argue they would have made it in anyway. That kind of performance against Virginia Tech in the first round? I'd argue they would have made it in anyway. It had nothing to do with their SEC tournament play. You don't think so? No. I think that they're a great basketball team. I think they would have made it in anyway. I have Bama going on. Okay. All right, next one. West Virginia or Murray State? I don't think anything beats Press Virginia, at least not in the first round. It's up for Oklahoma State, but we'll get to that later. All right. Now let's go on uh, Wichita State Shockers or the Marshall Thundering Herd. I would like to see Marshall get upset, but Wichita State is Wichita such State's a hot team just right too now. Good. They're just too good. All right, now Florida or the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Now, before last night, I had UCLA beating the Bonnies and then beating Florida and going through. Now I'm not so sure. I think Florida's gonna beat St. Bonaventure. I think this is I think this is Florida's game. See, I don't know because there's two sides of Florida as I would say the comparison with the Missouri t- Tigers basketball team. There's either two sides. You'll either get the Florida Gators <laughs> team that is known to go far in March Madness and Chris Chioza will hit threes and the Florida team plays well and go to the final four or some of that. Or you'll get the Florida team who commits a lot of turnovers and loses to a team like Vanderbilt on the road. And what I, team are we going to see? I look at the Bonnies. They have a higher PPG. Uh, that's really their only thing going for them, besides a 14-4 and conference record. But they play in a cupcake conference, but so that doesn't really matter. They're 2-2 two and two against top 25 teams, while Florida's 5-3. and three. Now... I'm as on the fence about this as you are, Cole. I think that this could go either way. And I think with the inconsistency of Florida, I still have to go with uh, with what I had when UCLA was playing them. I think the 11 seed goes through. I think it's going to be the Bonnies. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Texas Tech or Stephen F. Austin? SF Austin is a great defensive team. I say SF Austin upsets Tech. SFA almost beat Mizzou. In Missouri. And they've been great all year. I know they play in a terrible conference, but, you know, as someone who grew up, I didn't grow up watching SFA, but they're all half an hour down the road. I mean, 
they, they, they're a great team. They got 81.1 points per game. That's like the highest PPG that we've seen from anyone in the bracket. I think this is a big upset. I think that the Lumberjacks are going to take down the Red Raiders. Okay. That's game. Arkansas or Butler? Butler should have been a three seed. I'm I'm taking Butler. I know a lot of people have the predictions of Arkansas going to the Final Four, but that's no, a, Butler's winning the first round. Butler's winning the first round. All right, last one for the East bracket. Purdue or Cal State Fullerton? I say Purdue. Purdue. I take the Boilermakers. All right. We're getting to the tail end of the mid of the of the round of sixty four. Once we hit that, we'll take a short break. So let's let's power through this before a short little commercial break. So Kansas or Penn? Kansas. KU. NC State or Seton Hall? Seton I'm taking Hall. I'm taking NC State. I think this could be I think this could be NC State's game. All right. Now don't get me wrong. Seton Hall's got a great team, but they allow that both teams allow just about the same amount of points. But NC State, on average, almost every game tops eighty, and that's in the ACC. They had an eleven-seven record in the ACC. Like it's not like you know, it's not like they're playing in some garbage conference. You know, they're playing against guys like Duke and Virginia and North Carolina and and Virginia Tech. I mean, they are a they're having to play these crazy good teams every game. I just can't. They 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 beat. They they have a win against Duke. They have a win against North Carolina. A win against Clemson. Win against Arizona. Right. They only lost. They lost to Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech by ten. But like that's the only big one. I don't know. I just I just think that NC State is going to take it. I just feel like NC State's perimeter defense is good. Their post defense, not so much, is pretty average, and that's what Seton Hall rides on with their big man. But, okay, I'll take NC State. All right, Clemson or New Mexico State? I say Clemson. Clemson, yeah. Auburn or Charleston? I got to go with Auburn. Charleston was beaten by the University of Delaware. If you're beaten by the University of Delaware, you're not going to be beat. You're not going to be beating Auburn. All right, TCU or the winner of Arizona State and Syracuse, which that happens tonight at nine ten. I say Syracuse wins tonight and also beats TCU. So I think Arizona State wins tonight, but I still think the uh, the result is the same. I think that. Uh, the winner of tonight's game will beat TCU. TCU just didn't it, they didn't do enough for me this season. They're not the big, you know, they're not the huge Big 12 name, you know? Also, I just don't like the Horned Frogs, but that's a personal thing. All right, next game. Michigan State or Bucknell? Sparty. Spartans are clear favorites, I so think the, Spartans. I think the I think the Spartans could win it all. We'll get to that later. All right, Rhode Island or Oklahoma? Oklahoma should not be in the tournament, so I think they should go out round 64 just because. We could we could rant all day about how Oklahoma should not be in this and tournament. Oklahoma State should be. But we won't. Uh, I think it was uh, Dick, Dick Vitale has, uh, has, a good yeah. little, has a good rant. If you look him up on YouTube, his sentiments and his reasons echo mine at least. I'm sure they echo yours, Cole. Absolutely. He... You can't argue with the numbers and what he says. Dick, so Dickie, yes. v, Dickie V got you know just hit it right on the head. Go look him up on YouTube. 
Uh, Duke or Iona? For a moment, I would say Iona. I'd like to say Iona because I just don't like Duke because I hate Grayson Allen with a burning passion. But they're going to win this game. Iona. <laughs> no. They won Alfred Spirience off compared to Duke. Okay, yeah, but Duke literally, you know, is the second best team in the ACC. Maybe third. I think it goes Virginia, North Carolina, Duke. That's the order of the best teams in the ACC. Iona plays like in what? What's what 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 conference is Iona even in? Like Hold on, we're going to Google that, just because I'm curious. Before we go to break, we're Googling what conference Iona is in. Where the heck is Iona? They're in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. The mock. Not the Mac. The mock. With, with, such, with such prestigious universities like Monmouth. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to try to complete this bracket of ours soon. The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org slash donate. Just get in there, talk about it. I've got to go home. Oh, come on, Carrie. We're going to a new place. Don't be okay. She wants me to go home, right? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, hold it. Whoa. You okay to drive? Yeah, I'm fine. You sure? Relax. What's a few beers? If you don't stop your friend from drinking and driving, you're as good as dead. Drinking and driving can kill. And welcome back to KNC Sports here in the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio on KCOU 88.1 FM online at KCOU.FM. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tusing. Right now, uh, in case you're curious, Texas Southern is up by 10 at the half, 36-26 on North Carolina Central. So uh, let's continue on with our little tournament bracket here. And uh, we're on to the round of 32. Virginia playing Creighton is what we're predicting. Who wins? Virginia's one of the best teams in the country, so Virginia. All righty. Now, let's, here's the big one. Kentucky or Arizona? No one stops Trier. Arizona is, uh, in my opinion, a top three team in the NCAA, so Arizona. I agree with that. Arizona's been having just a breakout year. I think that this is going to be... Their game. Although Arizona is inconsistent in March Madness, I still have to take Zona. They've been consistent this year throughout the season. I just I don't think that that's going to end. Let's go on. Loyola, Chicago, or Tennessee? I think this is where this is where the the dream dies for Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> Absolutely, Tennessee. Cincinnati and UT. Cincinnati. I, I gotta go with Cincy. All righty. Xavier or Missouri? Missouri. We wish. It's not it's going to happen. be. No, it's Xavier. Let's just make this clear. Missouri, I don't care how good Michael Porter Jr. is, the rest of the team is really going to have to pull some darn miracles. And you and, don't think Jonte Porter's brother can do something? Or no. 
or if Barnett comes back. No, they haven't been consistent enough. The only time that they even showed a flash of being able to do that was against Kentucky, a team who's had one of the worst seasons in school history in the past five years. You don't think we look consistent on the four-game win streak? No. It's over. The dream is done. Xavier will beat Missouri. It's just a fact. Like, that's reality. And it, it sucks as a student of the University of Missouri, but you got to face facts. If, if Mizzou were to beat Xavier, Mizzou would go to the Final Four. All right, that's now, just a fact. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think last year, do you think people predicted South Carolina to beat Duke in round 32? Of course not, because it's Duke. But this is different. Because this how is, is it Missouri, different? Because this is Missouri athletics. And I don't care how good Michael Porter Jr. is. They're going up against the number one seed who has been consistent as heck. Duke is consistent last year. I mean, sure, but they were also young. I just, I, I, just, I can't see any other way. We'll, we'll have, we'll have Missouri go through as a matter of school pride, but I disagree with that. All right, all right. Next up, Ohio State or Gonzaga? I actually have Ohio State going through on this. Okay. I think Ohio State's the better team. I don't know. They're very good defensively. Which Gonzaga arguably is also, but I don't know. I just see, I can I can see Ohio State going. Ohio State's got a win over Michigan State and Purdue, right? They did lose by twenty seven to Gonzaga earlier in the year. I didn't notice that. That that changes things. As I look at that, that changes things. Um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga wins this matchup. Okay, next game. San Diego State or Michigan? Michigan. Obviously. Big Ten champions. Providence or UNC? UNC. I don't see Providence going much further than this, so UNC. Yeah, Providence can get their first round win, but I think they die in the second. All right, round of 32 match between Nova and Bama. I think it's Nova. Fair enough. West Virginia or Wichita State? I think West Virginia could win this game. I'm on the other side here with Wichita State. Really? Wichita State is a hot team right now. They force you to play really defensively. Now, Javon Carter, West Virginia, that's what they're known for. I just feel like Javon Carter is going to have a off night against Wichita State. Hmm. All right. And I'm looking at the numbers. Wichita State, numerically, is the better team. Uh, they've, they've gone 9-3 and three in their past 12 games. I'll give it to you. We'll, we'll go with the Shockers. The Shockers shock the Mountaineers. All right, here's the big one. The Bonnies or Stephen F. Austin? SF Austin. All right, Stephen F. Austin going to the Sweet 16 for the first time in, like, I think ever. I'm pretty sure that'd be the first Sweet 16 birth in school history, which, good for them. Axum Jacks. All right, Butler or Purdue? This is where I... I say Butler. This is where I go crazy. I I also say Butler. And as as, I don't know why, I don't know why, but I just... Purdue's a a great team, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Butler is underranked in my opinion. Butler should have been a three. Frankly, Butler should have been a three seed. I think Butler has it. 
I think coming with a chip on their shoulder, knowing that they think they should have been a three seed, I think Butler takes it. All right, let's go on to the next one. KU or NC State? KU. Burns me to say that, but yeah, Kansas. I hate KU. They're going to win it. Auburn or Clemson? Battle of the Tigers, I say... I would personally say Clemson. I think this is the year of the SEC, man. I think Auburn gets it. I think Auburn's had a good year. I think this. I think they take it. Clemson. I just don't think. I just don't think they have enough in the tank. I don't know. I just feel like the way they played against Virginia in the championship. They. I mean, semifinals. They were leading for the first half, and they showed something. But they lost. Auburn. Has a ten point lead over Tennessee, or sorry, a ten point win over Tennessee and a ten point win over Kentucky. Both conferences were really tough, ACC and SEC. I don't know. I just I think it's Auburn's, frankly. All right, since you gave me the Wichita, we'll go with Auburn in this game. All right, uh, the winner of Arizona State and Syracuse or Sparty? Sparty. It's got to be Michigan State. Duke or Rhode Island? Face the facts, it's going to be Duke. It's going to be Duke. Got to hate. Sweet 16 prediction. Sweet 16. Virginia or Arizona? I say Arizona. Okay. And see, this is. If you asked me this question a week ago, I would have told you Virginia. I would have told you Virginia was winning it all. But they've had big injury news lately. I don't know if you saw. They like their their top three players are out injured for the whole tournament. And for that reason and that reason alone. I think Arizona takes it. Arizona's hot right now with Trier. No one's stopping him. It's Arizona. All right. Tennessee or Cincy? Cincinnati. Really? I actually I want to go with Tennessee. Hmm. Cincinnati was originally one of my picks to the Final Four. I mean, Elite Eight. If Admiral Schofield can do it, I think Tennessee could be good. I don't know. I'll give you Cincy. Cincy's a good team. They're number two seed. Uh, American Athletic champions. We'll give it to them. All right. Now, here's here's the interesting ones. So, we've, we've decided to put Missouri through. They'll be playing Gonzaga. This is where I draw the line. Even if MPJ is amazing, I would say Gonzaga wins. All righty. So, why do we? Why did the Tigers beat the number one seed Xavier and not Gonzaga? Because Gonzaga is better than Xavier. So you think Gonzaga should have been the number one seed in this bracket for the uh, for the West region? I don't think Xavier should be a one seed. No. All right, fair enough. Uh, M- Michigan or UNC? Michigan. I, w- I want to put Michigan as well. I think Michigan's the better team. All right, uh, Villanova or Wichita? It's gonna be Nova. Yeah, it's gonna be Nova. Stephen F. Austin Butler? Butler. Yeah. Love the Jacks, but it's going to be Butler. All right. Uh, KU or Auburn? I would like to see KU lose, but KU... KU's been so good this season. They've been too consistent. Asabuki is out, though. I don't think it matters. I okay. think I okay. think with Virginia, three players out matters, but one player for KU, I don't think it matters. I, I think they still go through. Michigan State or Duke? Michigan State. I want to say Michigan State as well. I think they're a better team. All right, Final Four. Who is it? All right, so uh, Arizona or Cincy in the Elite Eight? Arizona. I'll give you that. Villanova or Butler? It's gonna Villanova. Be Nova. It's going to be Nova. All right, let's go down to the south. Gonzaga or Michigan? Michigan. 
Michigan. Sparty or KU? Michigan State. I think this is where Sparty gets it. Michigan versus Michigan State. No, the- <laughs> I think it's going to be Arizona and Michigan State in the final. Honestly. But wouldn't that be amazing if it was Michigan? Oh, Michigan it would be State. beautiful to have Michigan, Michigan State. But it's going to be it's going to be Michigan State and Arizona. I think Michigan State's going to win it. Final score prediction. Let's go eighty-eight to eighty-seven. Michigan State wins on a buzzer beater. A buzzer beater. A- so like Chris Jenkins, Villanova. Yes, exactly like that. Can't argue with that logic. All righty, so that's that's our uh, that's our big old bracket, which is gonna be interesting. Every week on the radio show, we all tell you guys how much points we score out of nineteen twenty. How 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 well we've done somehow. Well, you get the perfect bracket. That's I've, it right there. I don't think it will be, but uh, we can try. We'll give it our best shot. All right, so since March Madness predictions are out there with our bracket, let's move on to a different sport. The NFL has been blowing up with Cleveland, Packers, Titans, Bears, Vikings, trades. It's been huge. So let's break down a few of them. All right, so let's just kind of see what the what the headlines are. Um, right now, looks like the Saints have signed Tom Savage. Good. He can go wherever the heck he wants as long as he's not in Houston. I'm tired of the guy. Tom Savage, more like Tom, lay on the couch and just cry because of how bad he is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Let's see. It looks like uh, Trevor Simeon uh, could be going to the Vikings, which the Vikings now need a quarterback after Keenum went to the Broncos. And Sam Bradford went to the, uh, I believe he went to the Cardinals. Uh, so that's kind of the big ones going on right now. Let's look at transactions. Because that's where we see the entire league blow up. Lawrence Timmons has been released. Adrian Peterson has been released. Jordy Nelson has been released. A lot of people are freaking about that. That's basically a Jordan Nelson for a Jimmy Graham trade. I think it's I think it's a terrible move by the Packers. I don't think they should have done that. I mean, I understand why they they picked up a couple guys that, you know, it's did free up cap space, but you don't get rid of a guy like Jordan Nelson. I think now he goes to the Patriots. Honestly, I think he's a, I think he's prime Belichick material. I can see Tom Brady slinging a ball to Jordy Nelson in the corner of the end zone. It just, I, that's something I can see happening. One of the big ones, uh, Seattle cut Richard Sherman, who then, in a fit of rage, flew straight down to San Francisco and signed for the Niners. What do you think of that deal, Cole? Well, talking about revenge and everything, the way they were able to persuade him is saying, if you sign with the 49ers, you get to play against Seattle not once, but twice. twice. <laughs> so I thought that was amazing. I think it's a great it's a great signing tool when you have a guy like Richard Sherman but who we've you, we've seen he is very much, you know, driven by emotions. He is, but do you think he's still got something in the tank? Like do you think we're ever going to see primetime Richard Sherman again? I think so. Yeah. Surely. Uh, let's see. Martellus Bennett got cut by the Pats. I didn't even see that. That's that's a weird move. I mean, 
We we've known Belichick to be a guy who uh, who cuts or trades players a little bit early. But still, I thought Martellus Bennett had more than enough left to do stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. Matt Castle has been cut by the Titans. No surprise there. Marcus Mariota is the future of that franchise. DeMarco Murray, though. DeMarco Murray got cut. That's one that I didn't expect. I don't know. It just seems like something that kind of came out of the blue. Um, the, the entire darn league is just exploded. Let's let's kind of look a little bit into February. That's where some moves happened. Uh, not really, actually. I say that nothing much happened. Uh, Darrell Revis is gone. Did you see that? I did, yes. Yeah. Basically, the whole darn league just blew up this week. But what about the Cleveland Browns getting Carlos Hyde? I don't think it's going to make a difference. They're still going to suck. But now that they got Carlos Hyde, who are they going to go after the draft? Because we were predicting they would go after Barkley. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they still will. I think with the moves that they made, I think they will. Oh my gosh! Well, we've got breaking news. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor left, right? Tyrod Taylor uh, was traded away by the Bills. They've now gone and signed former Bengals backup AJ McCarron. A.J. McCarron has just been signed by the Bills. Your thoughts? I don't have any thoughts, no. I think that's a dumb move. I think, though I do think this. This is what I think. He's going to be riding, he's going to be riding shotgun to whatever, whatever quarterback the Bills draft. I think the Bills are going to draft a quarterback now. Which one? I don't know. Maybe Josh Rosen. Maybe, uh... Maybe Lamar Jackson. Maybe uh what's his face? The guy from uh the guy the guy who uh from from Wyoming. You're talking about Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen. Maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll draft Josh Allen. Uh but I think I don't think this AJ McCarron deal is a deal for a starter. I think it's a deal for a backup. Who knows? We'll have to see. It'll be interesting. We've only got about four minutes left in the show. We're going to take a very quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up here. So stick with us. Why is the sun so warm? What makes a winter storm? And what's a quadruped? Why is the planet Mars red? You'll find there's lots to know. As you go to know the world from A to Z, discover science and technology. Astronomy, biology, chemistry, zoology, science and technology. It's fun, you'll see. A public service message from the National Science Foundation. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man, I don't sleep. And I don't need, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm, man. (laughs) 
Hello, we're Los Lobos for Red. It's okay to rock and roll and party. Just let someone else do the driving. Remember, designate. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to KNC Sports. We're just going to wrap things up. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined by Cole Tussing here in the L.C. Chandler Memorial Studio on KCOU 88.1 FM, online at kcou.fm. And with our last 60 seconds, I want to just kind of touch on what happened in the Champions League today. Because Lionel Messi went on a tear and scored twice against Chelsea and the Champions League to send Barcelona to the next round. His second one brought him to 100 career Champions League goals. He scored every single one of them with FC Barcelona. The man is unstoppable. Cole, do you think there's any argument that he is the best ever? The best ever? Ever. I don't know much about soccer history and the greatest of all time, so I don't really have much of a say. I know you focus on that topic. I I think I think a hundred Champions League goals. I think the only the the one more thing he could do to cement his legacy as the greatest ever is to win a World Cup, which he could do this summer. Anyway, that's all the time we have here on KNC Sports. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle Jones. I've been joined by Cole Tusing. Have a wonderful evening and a wonderful rest of your week. And you'll hear back from us on Tuesday, same time next week, for more March Madness action, NBA action, whatever else is going on in the sports world. We'll see you next week.